first box for Jared Stidham. First preseason game looked fine. Um, he can deliver an accurate ball in an actual game. Preseason is not an actual game, but you know, somewhat game speed. Uh, nothing crazy. Not not blowing my load yet. Definitely not blowing my load. I, third chub, maybe. Really not, really not too pumped about. It's, I'm gonna have to see a lot more to get excited about Jared Stidham. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, man, when he came in in that preseason, you could just the, the way he threw that ball so fast. That's what everyone talks about. Tom Brady. There was the um, whatever our yearly documentary about going to the Super Bowl last year. They run the mic'd up clip of Nick Bosa talking to Tom Brady, talking to his boys on the sideline, Ingram. Just saying he can't. He's beating his dude. Not getting blocked, but Brady's just throwing the ball so damn quick. Nick Bosa, whatever, whatever Bosa. Um, can't get to him. So that's what I loved about Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what you saw immediately in the preseason with Jimmy Garoppolo. Just boom, back foot. As soon as he hit that three-step drop, five-step drop, as soon as that back foot hit, snap the ball out of his hands, gone. Stidham doesn't have that. It's, he sits back there. He waits. He watches one receiver, one route, holds on to the ball forever, and then he throws a really accurate pass, and it looks good. And the actual delivery of the pass is not quite Jimmy Garoppolo, not Tom Brady. But it's not terribly slow. It's fine for an NFL quarterback. Um, not concerned about that. I just he needs to throw that right off his back foot. His decision needs to be made. He needs to realize where he's going with the ball towards the end of his uh, drop, so that by the time that last whatever third step, fifth step, seventh step, whenever he hits that last step, boom, balls out. He's planning throwing. Look at his college highlights. That's, I mean, I don't, I'm not studying 22 here, all right? But I YouTube them, looked them up in the college highlights. That's cream of the crop, the best of the best plays from college. And he does the exact same thing. He, there's hardly any college highlights where he hits the back throw, plants and throws. Boom, boom. He just doesn't do that. He sits back. He waits. He watches one receiver, and then he throws a gorgeous ball. He can throw it really far downfield. He can throw it really accurate. Had a ton of big plays at Auburn. Had some big plays with Baylor he started at. Had big plays there. But there's no, it's not that Tom Brady. It's not the, hits his last step and the drop, hits the receiver. Bang, bang. That's, that's the NFL. That's the speed of the NFL. That's the the biggest step between college and the NFL. In college, you can get away. You throw a really accurate ball, awesome. Coaches will tell you they open receiver. They'll be able to scheme it. They'll be able to overload the size, the hash marks, all that. Everybody knows it. So in college, if you can throw an accurate ball to maintain your composure, maybe run a little bit here and there, you'll do great. NFL, you've got to anticipate got to move on to second reads, third reads, check downs, 
and you've got to get that ball out of your hands. You've got to know where the ball's going before you hit the final step in your drop. Sidham does not do that. He, he does his drop, looking at one receiver. Then he plants. Then he keeps looking at that receiver, double-checks that that receiver's open, and then he throws. It's slow. It's real slow. So I like the accuracy. I like the pass of the ball. But, yeah, maybe a third jump. I would give him for his first preseason performance. First preseason, first preseason performance. He's with the New England Patriots, a famously complicated offense because we had Tom Brady there for 20 years, which means Tom Brady's developing and advancing the offense every single year. It's not, you know, we're not doing five years with the quarterback, then we get a new quarterback in there, right, we got to start from square one with the playbook. No, Tom Brady has been developing and improving this offensive playbook for two decades. Not a lot of offenses in the NFL, if any. I mean, Drew Brees has been with the Saints for a while, but he's at the Chargers. Eli Manning's been with the Giants forever, but coordinators are always switching there. Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Matt Flores coming in. McCarthy was there for a while, so probably Aaron Rodgers had it. But, I mean, yeah, really, there's just nothing to compare. It's an insanely complicated playbook. Ton for Stidham to learn right away. So I don't expect him to be looking to his second, third, fourth reads right away. I don't expect him to be hitting the back foot, boom, throw. You saw it with Jimmy. That's why we fell in love with him, because it was just, wow, he just got it. Like Josh Gordon picking up the offense last year in the middle of the season. He just got it where 99% of the receivers don't get it. So, not out on Stidham, but, you know, he checked one box. He can throw an accurate ball. That's what we know about Stidham. No more, no less. By the end of this preseason, I'd like to start seeing him hit his second read. I don't need third and fourth reads this year. That will come next year. I want to at least, he's got to, whether the slant routes, the running back routes, I want to see him releasing the ball immediately after he hits that final step of his backdrop. And I want to see him get into his second read or at least looking away from his first read, then coming back and hitting it. You know, at least try to move the safety a little bit. Get, even if you're going to lock onto one guy, at least try to help him and get him open. But, I mean, he's staring down, which I don't know how the Lions couldn't stop that. I guess it's third and fourth guys. I, I have no idea, but starting in the NFL, you, good fucking luck staring down your receiver from the start of the play. Uh, every free safety is going to be looking like Earl Thomas and that read out there, if that's what Stidham won't be starting. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, it was fine. First preseason game. You can throw an accurate ball. Nothing crazy. Not that impressed. Let's see. We got him tomorrow night. Hopefully. I'd like to see him start. Move the eyes a little bit. Get the ball out quicker. Make your decisions quicker. Another week of offense. You have some actual game film running Patriots offense. I think that's huge. You can look at practice tape, but it's just not the same thing. It's actual game film going against another team, running it live. I think that's really big. I think that's huge that he's able to study that this week. Um, so we better see some improvements. Um, not down on him yet, but 
my dick ain't up, that's for sure. Third chub, that's being pretty gen- pretty damn generous. Pretty damn generous, but, I mean, the kid looks good, you know, so, we'll see, well, tune in tomorrow. Um, listen to the, uh, Bill Simmons, Brian Winnie podcast today, Simmons pod, when he was on. You want to talk about 100% throttle, full-on fucking chub, goddamn, I mean, if we're being really honest, Pants got a little soggy today listening to that podcast. Winnie is following this, the NBA, FIBA, U.S. team, I don't even, it's just the FIBA team, but then the Olympics, we're going to have a better team, I don't fucking know. It's, but it's we got Marcus Smart, a lock to make the roster now, according to Winmars. We got Jalen Brown, shooting guard, small forward, uh, he's a wing, whatever you want to call it. Starting at power forward. Starting at power forward. Yeah, he's not a fucking power forward, but he's so much better than Kyle Kuzma, he's starting at the four. Let's fucking go, Jalen Brown. Then we got Jason Tatum. Apparently, far and away, the best shooter on the entire team. Team includes Fox, fucking Utah's guard. I'm such an idiot. Blank. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum, wiping the fucking floor with them. Wiping the floor with Kemba. Kemba's a pretty good shooter. Maybe not... 50% 50% from three, but Kemba can shoot the rock. Tatum, far and above, making it drain on all. Kemba, according to Windhorst, born to be the captain of this team. Born to be the captain of this team. That's the fucking weird answer. This Kyrie bullshit, and now we've just... I mean, you hear all the great things about Kemba. He's proved that he's been a great leader in Charlotte. There shouldn't be any question marks. I wasn't worried that Kemba was a bad leader. Time after time after time, he proved that he's a good leader, and this is just this is one more thing, and it's just, oh, it's just so fucking jacked up. Love it. Kemba is good. Mm. So for them, chemistry, all making the team, all excelling on the team, and then apparently Greg Popovich is just fucking around, having the time of his life coaching up everyone. People have said President Brad Stevens is the up-and-coming Greg Popovich. So, for our Celtics, the future of our Celtic basketball team, we're learning from the old Greg Popovich now. Then he's going to just hand those boys over to the protege, Mr. President Stevens, take over for the regular season. Oh, it's going to be fucking good, boys. It's going to be fucking good, boys and girls. Yeah, we're we're full mask for the Celtics. That's it's gonna be a fucking team. Just throwing that in there. We'll be putting heavy bets. Four, I think it's forty nine and a half for the Celtics season over. We could go sixty wins this year. We could go sixty wins. Number one seed. The Kyrie's gonna tear the fucking Brooklyn Nets apart. The seventy sixers, I mean I, yeah, Al would be amazing to have on our team. That sucks that he's not there. 
he's not with us, we would definitely be way better with Al. But I don't know that the 76ers are better with him. I mean, he's great of a leader. It's just the fit of that. I don't know. Al Horford, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. I got to see it before I'm crazy terrified of them. Everyone just seems to be convinced that the 76ers are just a lock to be the second favorite behind the Bucks. I'm not buying that shit. I'd like to see where that happens. Also, Al Horford, as much as I love him, I mean, I don't want to throw out the P word, but he's kind of a pussy. I mean, I guess it's just business decisions, but he gets the slightest little injury. He takes off two weeks. He always shows up in the playoffs. He always grinds through that. So, I guess, you know, few point. I might miss some games in the regular season, but we'll definitely have to worry about him come playoff time. He'll suck it up. He'll man it up to them. Because I don't think he's an actual pussy, but I think he definitely doesn't like to push it because he wants to have a long career. So, fair enough. Nothing against the guy. Probably do the same thing. But don't expect the 76ers to dominate the regular season. Um, i got to see that before I'm believing it. Ben Simmons, apparently a lights-out shooter in practice. Again, i got to see it before I believe it. He hasn't, he's not even trying to shoot threes. Not trying not he's, Threes. Fuck me. He's not even trying to shoot 15 footers. He's anything past the float. He's not taken. So I'm not convinced on the 76ers. Bucks are definitely. They should be the favorites for the one seed. Deserved it. Earned it. They got arguably the next great player in the NBA. Coming off an MVP reign, going for a second MVP reign. Afraid of the Bucks. Um. But other than that, I think Celtics are easily could be the number two. Pacers are going to be tough. Golden Depot's healthy all year. Brogdon's healthy all year. They'll be a good team. Pacers are going to fuck some people. I'd take the Pacers over the net all day long. All fucking day long. Get out of here, brother. So, I don't know. But I think Thompson could be Pacers. I think we can take them pretty easily. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, that's good defense. It's a little length to contend with for those two tiny little guards over there. Um, I don't know who they have to small forward, but Brad's pretty good. He was pretty good at hiding, at hiding Isaiah Thomas on defense. I think he can hide Campbell Walker just fine. So it's going to be good. So I think they're going to be good. We'll be sprinkling a little bit on championship, one in the East. Oh, yeah. Jason Tatum, point average per season, per regular game season, whatever the fuck that's called. We'll be going over on that. I expect it to be somewhere around, I don't know, maybe 15 points? Somewhere in there. It's going to be tough. But uh, definitely interested in that one. Uh, we need them. I'm also terrified. If this doesn't happen. It has to happen this year. If it, the Celtics, I don't think they're going to fall apart like last year. I mean, there's just no chance that happens. Kemba's not Kyrie. But if the Celtics don't succeed, we get knocked out in the second round. If we are just like a high 40s, not even 50 win team, I don't, I don't know. We need Jason Tatum to stick around. The only, the way the Celtics become perennial contenders 
is for Jason Tatum to become the absolute number one option. Kemba to become our number two, Jalen to become number three. Or you flip Jalen and something else, him, Courtney, I don't know, you figure out something else for the third. But we need Tatum one, Kemba two, and figure it out. If Tatum's not seeing the results. I mean, he was buddying up Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, Bradley Beal. A lot of Bradley Beal buddying up. Tatum and Beal, those are butt buddies right there. So, if we don't convince Tatum that he can win titles here, we don't convince him this season, it's, it's time to hit the fucking panic button that Tatum's going to go elsewhere. If Tatum goes elsewhere, and then we got Kemba's our number one, Jalen Brown, what are we going like, to extend Hayward out? It's, that's not a championship contender. It's That'll be a fun team. It'll be a above 500 team. But we need Tatum to become an all-NBA, all-star, perennial all-star. Him and, him and Kemp, that's our way to the top. Um, be back next week. Patriots coverage. Oh, I want you to keep me on the field this week. Oh, that would be fucking you, Stidham. I'll be getting some full fucking chub if TB12 makes it onto the field this week. I mean, he should at least get a draft. I'm going on. Also, Damian Harris. I didn't really look into it, but nobody's talking about Damian Harris. Where the fuck was he in week one? Is he banged up? I don't know. Isaiah Wynn, back to practice, maybe plays this week, maybe not. Probably not. Probably won't see him until week three. But I think, yes, he's fine. Take our time. Much rather him healthy than pushing it early. We cannot afford. We don't have a lot of tackle depth. We need that shit. Wouldn't hate the... Patriots trading for uh, Terrence? Trent Williams. Washington left tackle. Oh, no. Yes. I mean, just unbelievable. I fucking love the, sorry, R word. Just what a fucking dude. I mean, the guy's had an injury. He's been quote unquote injury prone. Because quote unquote, the fucking medical team for the Redskins is so bad. He's basically blaming every problem he's had in his entire career on the Redskins. And normally that'd be like, eh, really, you're going to put all your problems on the team? But if in his heart of hearts he knew it was probably a little bit of his fault, a little bit of the team's fault, I think he comes back and plays eventually. It sounds like he is 100% in the sand. I'm not fucking playing. I'm not stepping on that bullshit field to that bullshit training staff in Washington. Which makes me believe that he's given it a chance, a second chance, a third chance, and every time he gets hurt, they're a bunch of morons, and they're useless, and they're not helping him at all. So, I think, it's fucking Redskins. I mean, come on. How can you not, you can't put any faith in that team, that organization, that dumbass, twisted up fucking owner. What a dumb. So I'm going to believe Trent Williams in that if he had a good training staff and a legitimate organization, I don't know, say the New England Patriots, 
think we have a pretty good track record of being a solid, solid organization. Making our bones on veterans, on underrated guys. Why don't we trade trade one? I guess first round pick is the going price right now, which is a little steep, and it's what I mean. You drafted Isaiah Wynn in the first round, so it's like, why are you doing that? Now you're gonna go do this. Stick with the young first round pick instead of paying way more for an older first round pick. But Isaiah Wynn's not fucking healthy, so we need backup plans. And I know Skarnacki can whip up anything, but I mean. We're already lacking at tight ends. I mean, we're trading to whatever Falcons dude. I have never heard of him. So, we're a little mosh posh at tight end. I'd prefer we at least have some depth at the line. I would not hate going out and getting Trent Williams. Would not hate that one bit because I do have faith that with our training staff, he could be healthy this year. And it'd be a good. Good insurance plan for Isaiah Wynn. We can't afford to lose a, a tackle and then lose the season. Brady has got, as we've discussed, has this season, maybe one more, maybe two more. I don't fucking know. Every season is vital that we maximize while we have Brady on the roster. So we need to get depth on the line. Tackle is one of the hardest positions to find depth at. They don't rarely, rarely can you get it in free agency or via trade. You pretty much just have to draft them and teams hold on to them. So a guy like Trent Williams comes up, I, I don't know. First round is steep. It would be tough. I could definitely see the argument against doing it, but Bill Belichick did it. I would, wouldn't be upset one bit. Fuck it. Go all in. Push the chips. Let's fucking win the break. All right. We're out.